me, Gabby. And a very special <laughs> guest. Rochelle. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Yeah, we're struggling with our intro. <laughs> yeah, the intro's taken a few tries, so. Some days it's better than others, you know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Just accept it, guys. So, yeah, we have Rochelle with us today. Rochelle is a fashion designer, brand owner here in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we've, me and her have done um, small projects together in the past before. We met through Instagram initially. Yeah. And yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to have her on the show today to talk about what she does best. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into it, should we talk about our drinks of the day? Of course. Of course. It makes me want to take a sip of it. I know, right? <laughs> me too. We all grabbed our cups. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're having chai lattes with mm-hmm. almond milk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's what's different about it. Yeah. Are you allergic yeah. to almonds? We should have asked. No. Oh my goodness. We actually suck. We also always forget to tell guests that we have a dog, and then mm-hmm. they come in the door, and we're like, "Are you deadly allergic to dogs?" Like, yeah. As they're walking. Or in. afraid or anything. I mean, he's yeah. pretty small, I guess. But he's small, know. but it's good to ask. Yeah. We'll work on that. <laughs> I know he's snoring under the bed. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes you can hear him in the background of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. They, like, try to keep talking, but we're like, go, go. That's so cute. Yeah. 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 No. Usually we bring his bed in here, too, but he always just end up, ends up, like, abandoning me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't really like staying in his bed. Yeah. He loves Emma's carpet, though, so it's his favorite place to oh, hang out. He loves my carpet. Yeah. I think it's because I had a cat last year, and, like, no matter how many times you vacuum, I think, like, there's just still the scent of cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, friend. And you smell of another animal. Yeah. I feel like dogs, cats, all animals will like. Yeah, they, they just, cling to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know if I come home, like, from somebody else's house like, or visiting a dog or something, he is just all over me instantly. Yeah. He's, like, sniffing. He's like, where have you been? Are you, you cheating? Been? Yeah. <laughs> I can smell her on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah Poor Coco. Yeah. Yeah, but in our last episode, we were drinking iced tea because mm-hmm. it was feeling like a little bit like spring yeah. for a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Not that. so much anymore. It kind of got cold. I don't it know. Got today. a little colder. Outside, it was way colder than I was expecting. It's definitely yeah. not too bad. I mean, when I walked yeah. over, it was yeah. Not bad. At least there's sun. Like I feel yes. like it's so bright. Like Toronto never gets bright. It's always just gray. And so when it's bright, you're like, whoa. No, yeah. for sure. This winter has been really bright, I yeah. find. At least in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm just loving the longer days. Like, last night I was mm-hmm. doing homework, and it was, I don't know, 7 o'clock or something, and I noticed that there was still light outside. Yeah. It was just so much more encouraging, I guess. Like, yeah. as soon as it gets dark in the winter, I'm like, yeah. take things over. Like, I'm done. Yeah. And, I Yeah. Like, a, you just feel so less motivated when it's dark out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would do if I lived somewhere where they had, like, 24-hour no yeah, light? Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. In Scotland, I think around April, they, mm-hmm. so around this time of year, yeah. they have so, like, not 24 hours of sun, but mm-hmm. pretty much. Like, it's wow. so long, so it would be, like, midnight. Yeah. And it's still bright out. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I know I was visiting there when I was about 
like 14 uh-huh. and because my I have some I used to have family living there and it was terrible trying to fall asleep yeah, yeah. you must have to have like blackout curtains and stuff yeah yeah even then wow I feel like I'm not going to bed I want to do things yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's right yeah yeah no. I visited um a town like in the Northwest Territories uh when oh, I was in high so school cool. yeah and it was up north it, I think it was actually in the Arctic Circle and wow. we went in February, and the sun didn't come up until, like, 10.30 or 11 in the morning, oh, and then wow. it went down at, like, 2 or 3. Like, it was, like, very minimal daylight. And just so before sad. we had gotten there, it was, like, 24-hour, like, no light. Like, yeah, completely. you were just like, trying to get light. That's yeah, crazy. that would be a very... I found it, like, so hard when I was there to just be awake in the morning. Yeah. And, yeah, because it was with school, so we did a combination. Like, there was, like, some educational elements um, to, like, traveling there and visiting. Yeah. And so some days, like, we had to be, like, in, like, watching, like, a speaker or, like, something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. doing, doing something where we were sitting down. Yeah. And I just remember, like, falling asleep, like, <gasps> yeah. everywhere we went. Because it's dark. Like, it feels like nighttime. Like, yeah. we shouldn't be awake. Yeah. I yeah. would love to have the experience, but I would mm-hmm. it'd be so draining mm-hmm. to live there. Yeah. yeah. To be like that all the time. Yeah. 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 So. Um, anyways. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> As we get carried away as usual. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess I'll just have you intro yourself a little bit. Um, just kind of like what you do, how old you are, if you want to say, and like a little more about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like I said, my name's Rochelle, and I'm the head designer and owner of RA, which stands for Rochelle Ann Ware. And I'm a Toronto-based designer. I'm 23 years old. I had to think <laughs> about that for a minute. <laughs> and I make women wear clothing um, that's ethically made and eco-friendly. Um, yeah. And I like yeah. to add some, like, high fashion twists to some of my more runway styles. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, how long has Raw been established for, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> so Raw was established in 2016, mm-hmm. but I didn't really... I, I launched at Vancouver Fashion Week at the end of 2016, and things didn't really start going I guess until early 2017 okay mm-hmm. yeah 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 it takes time yeah, yeah just to get things rolling <laughs> yeah. you know yeah for sure get into the groove and especially being like a solo yeah like Operation. owner yeah. you um, don't have like someone any, else making yeah you. yeah <laughs> there's no support there's no like deadlines really yeah Except for the ones that I set for myself. So yeah. getting into that <laughs> momentum yeah. was a little bit, you know, tough at first. Just, you know, yeah. I can definitely yeah. find that, that self drive. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's always, you're, you're like the easiest one to let down, you know? Exactly. Like, well, nobody's going to get mad at me. <laughs> exactly. Just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I like yeah. doing events, though, because it gives me 
like so I've invested money yeah. into it yeah most of the time and so I there's no like there's no backing out yeah. there's you have accountability exactly yeah yes yeah definitely okay well so I feel like we can come back to that a little more later yeah when we get into like business management and working for yourself and whatnot yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. but to begin with we just kind of wanted to learn more about how you got interested in the fashion world and what um, eventually made you decide to go to fashion school to study it yeah for sure mm-hmm. so when I was younger uh, I might even have told you this mm-hmm. before um, just in casual conversation but I took apart all of my clothes with just scissors and I took glue and glitter glue and I was so obsessed with having my own brand. I can't remember, I was between probably eight and ten years old and my mom was so furious because she had to buy me, like pretty much all of my clothes was destroyed and because I had no no talent back then, glitter glue and scissors. And I remember like Hollister and those types of brands Mm -hmm. were really popular at the time. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to have, you know, I forget the name that I gave it, but I actually created like a logo, like an animal. And I was obsessed. (laughs) I was obsessed with Australia. Uh So I wanted my animal to be Mm -hmm. a kangaroo. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I always like search my brain so hard. Think, trying to think of what the name was because it was probably oh, hilarious. I wish. I want to know now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it started with an F. It did not make yeah. any s- sense yeah. at all, but I just loved Australia. Mm-hmm. I wanted my own brand yeah. and um, nothing ever came of it. <laughs> well, in that sense, of something came yeah. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I didn't really do anything with fashion after that for many years like the odd pillow here Mm -hmm. and stuff like like fun stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. and for the pillows and stuff I actually used a sewing machine so that was my first experience with Mm -hmm. the machinery yeah but then in high school in grade 11 there was a fashion course so I took it and that kind of opened my eyes to like my love for fashion like okay, I really yeah. enjoyed it before but making something that you think of in your head come to life which mm-hmm. is so amazing like I've always yeah. been in art and I never really knew what I wanted like I was good in different fields but yeah. nothing that I was really passionate about yeah. and then yeah. that class really opened my like your yeah, my eyes. Fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I made many things, and my teacher would always be like, "Oh, like that won't work." And then I would be like, "Well, I'm gonna make it work." Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I would, and yeah. she'd be impressed. And she was a great teacher, mm-hmm. my uh, high school fashion teacher. And um, unfortunately, like when I was applying for schools I didn't Mm -hmm. have support because our like all the teachers were on strike um like you know how it happens yeah Mm -hmm. it's terrible for the students but I also made my prom dress um yeah yeah 
Yeah, it was a, like a James Bond theme. Uh-huh. So I made it like a forest dark green, like long, kind of a simple silhouette, kind of. I mean, I'll have to show you photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it had like a cross in the back, like low back with yeah. it, like cross. Yeah. It was very elegant. That's so fun. Yeah. We'll like a Bond story. Yes, yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So was that like the first, or did you wear a lot of the things that you made at the time, or was it like kind of just like like fun stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a lot of the things that I've made because Mm -hmm. it's it's like sentimental. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if I were to redo it, knowing what I know now, (laughs) I would not put like a very stiff velvet, for instance. As like a top with like a lace top, like it's yeah, just... no, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's like I'm trying to think of other things that I made that I just uh, no. <laughs> I think that's how we feel too. Like I think anyone in a creative field, but yeah, even like the photography that we use to apply for university. I thought it was, like, the best thing I'd ever made. I, like, would Photoshop the word Vogue onto the top of my pictures and be like, (laughs) it totally looks like a cover. And now I look back at it and I'm like, what was I I doing? Yeah, like, that made no sense. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, that's what I like about the creative field is there's always room for growth. Yeah, always. Yeah. And that's actually, like, all industries, though. Everyone has room to grow. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, and things change so much. Like, it's hard to tell exactly what's stylistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're just, that's out of date. You don't yeah. like that anymore. Yeah, versus, that's like, like what skill. You were just bad at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I always wonder, like, you bring up the portfolio thing. And yeah. I'm sure, did you have to make a portfolio to apply for fashion school? Yeah. 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 I always wonder how the uh, admissions team, like, yeah. identifies talent. Yeah. Like, how do they know, like... Because they oh, look yeah. for potential. Try yeah. Where do you see the potential? I'm like, exactly. all I see is, like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to George Brown College, mm-hmm. and they actually... You actually had to take a sewing test. Like, you had oh. to go in and sew. Really? So you already had to be, like, competent before yeah. you could... Yeah. They wanted to make sure. Like... That's cool. It was very yeah. basic, yeah. but... If I hadn't sewn before that, I probably wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't well, tell I wouldn't you. know what to do. No. There's no instructions. Yeah. They literally just give you fabric that's already been cut out. Yeah. And there's certain markings on the fabric that if yeah. you know how to sew, you know what they mean. Yeah. Wow. And luckily I did. But even me doing the test, I'm like, okay, yeah. is this right? And you don't want to mess it up. Like, yeah. yeah. That's so intimidating. I think it was a mini dress. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I feel like wow. that's a good technique because, like, otherwise, how do they know that you actually exactly. sewed any of your own clothes? Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Because a lot of people who go to George Brown, they're being trained to work, not necessarily in manufacturing places, but some yeah. of them do, and yeah, or working for a designer, working, yeah. doing samples and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. Which there's I have so many done. other jobs mm-hmm. besides having your own company. Like there's exactly. still more roads. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to know how to sew. Kind of do it all. For those jobs. Mm. So would you say that the George Brown program specifically, um, 
was more geared towards like skill and practical application than conceptual fashion work or a combination i would say a combination because there was like during the construction classes it was Mm -hmm. definitely skill oriented but we had different classes like art where we would do more kind of creative stuff and we had a textile class which was actually really interesting and we got to burn fabric Mm, and learn like how to know what stuff's made out of by like the smell and the way like burns that's so cool is that to catch like if you're being like played or something um i think possibly yeah but i think it's also just so that i don't know actually like like a more well-rounded knowledge yeah of the fibers Mm -hmm. and how they react and maybe if a fabric's not labeled Mm -hmm. right because yeah you can know what's in it yeah because it changes like how you're going to use it exactly and i think it's also if someone were to go into the textile industry they would need to know like it's probably helps you get a better understanding of what percentage has like it like you know I know they probably don't guess when they're labeling what the percentage of certain like cotton yeah you know but for people to be able to know yeah yeah and I guess it's like with like a chef who, like, if you're really good, you should be able to, like, taste something and, like, identify, like, these spices yeah. are in it, this yeah. is in it. It's, like, Without the equivalent. Told yeah. explicitly. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. also, like, once you start working with fabrics a lot, too, you can tell by the touch what's yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. That's well, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. a whole new world. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, more in related to school, like, we've been talking about, did you feel like it was an effective use of your time to go to school for a creative field you know this is something we've done a whole podcast episode about it yeah um just like our experience in a creative degree and like what I listened to that yeah 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 because I was interested because Mm -hmm. yeah being a creative myself and like having gone to school for that I was interested to see your opinions and viewpoints on it and you know, I definitely would go. Yeah. Because I don't think I could have learned the skills from YouTube or yeah. practice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But George Brown specifically, it was a four year program condensed into two years. So mm-hmm. it was very intensive. Every mm-hmm. semester was like a full year. Yeah. Wow. Because, and I think only 80 of us out of 200 graduated. So, like, a lot of people dropped out or Mm -hmm. had to extend their um, part-time because it was just so intensive. And I would never do it again because it was, (laughs) like, the worst. Like, I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I didn't do anything but work. Mm-hmm. or procrastinate and then have yeah. to <laughs> and then, like, like because hate I'm yourself. so stressed yeah. so I'm like yeah. eating my problems away with chips that yeah. would be just like, like falling asleep yeah yeah um can really yeah <laughs> but yeah so I was going somewhere with that oh yeah oh, yeah um but they really did train me for the industry mm-hmm. that I was 
like preparing for and so whether it was me working internships on top of school Mm -hmm. and or after school when I had my first paying job Mm -hmm. like I it was actually easier than school and that's good though yeah you want yeah it's like feel competent YouTube can't teach you like that work ethic exactly and having like a full two years to like build that work ethic then it's easier yeah. to like maintain that habit in like your own exactly brand. yeah and then you know working in the industry it's almost like a fresh breath air after school because I get to focus on the things that I want to focus on mm-hmm. and I don't have yeah. a million courses that don't necessarily apply to you yeah yeah like, to what you want and yeah. you know so that's one part of it but also running my own business it's give like that really did help me yeah learn how to hustle yeah <laughs> and uh for sure also internships they were great mm-hmm. I mean did you do any like cool internships or because I know like we've had our fair share of experiences with mm-hmm. industry work where sometimes like it sounds like a really cool opportunity then you get into it and yeah. you're like oh my god what is this? Yeah. Or, like, the other way around. Like, sometimes you do get really unique, cool things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first internship, actually, was with a UK-based designer, but she's Canadian. She went to Ryerson, actually. Oh, wow. yeah. And she was coming back just to kind of focus on her first uh, capsule collection. Okay. And her name was Emma, actually. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and... She was just the coolest designer ever. Like, she had a studio downtown in Chinatown. Wow. And just the things I learned and saw from her. And because I guess our, the teaching is a little bit different from Ryerson to George Brown in some yeah. aspects. Yeah. So, and also, she had so much experience working for like a huge designer in the UK. Wow, yeah. He made, he was really known for his hats. I can't remember yeah. the name of him, but uh, she was his pattern drafter. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I learned a lot about pattern drafting. Yeah. And if anything, it sounds like you got to like see all the different careers that you could have after school. Like, yeah. I feel like that's something that all creative schools seem to miss. is they don't really show you all the different paths. How you paths. can apply your degree to other yeah. things. Yeah, and true. it's true. Like, when you talk to someone like that, and they're like, yeah, I've done this and this and this, and now yeah. I do this. And you're like, oh, my God, I could do all those things. I or know. none of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, it's really great. And yeah. I was so sad because eventually she went back to London and mm-hmm. I was so sad because I would have worked. It was a free internship. Yeah. But I would have worked for her for free not forever but (laughs) for longer for a lot longer if I had the opportunity yeah but then I got a second internship that wasn't as great Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I mean at first it sounded really great on paper because I would be their head pattern drafter yeah and I thought okay this is a great like foot in the door if things work Mm -hmm. out it can lead to a paid position Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> so getting paid about twenty dollars maybe a day, which maybe oh, covers like your lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, 
for like a full-time position essentially yeah I mean I only went in a couple times a week because I need to survive and make money yeah Yeah, but making $20 a day for a full-time position it was very hard, and I stuck it out because I wanted yeah. the experience. Yeah. And... It's like, is that what my time is worth, Yeah. Too? It's like the TTC to and from and a lunch, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw other people, like, everyone was an intern, first of all, and I was yeah. graduated. Oh, that feels, like, not legal. Yeah, I know. Well, some of them became paid. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But most of them, they would use them until... They didn't. They couldn't suck skills out of them anymore, and then get someone new. Yeah. And they wondered why nothing got done. I think that happens a lot in Toronto, and like all the creative fields, they just like drain their interns and then go on to the next. Because there's always going to be someone who's willing to do it for less than you. Exactly. Like I, because I've listened to one of your episodes where you discussed doing internships, and Mm -hmm. because I could relate to that a lot as well. And although I do think you should, like, pay interns, especially when they're graduated, I think it's illegal not to. Yeah, Well, now, I don't know when the policy, like, how recent this is. Yeah. But now you can only have an unpaid intern if it directly correlates with school credit. Or school credit. credit. Yeah. But also, like, there's, like, a gray area between, like, paid and unpaid where it's, like, honorarium. Where you can basically be like, work for me for three months and I'll give you a thousand dollars. It's yeah. like, oh, not because wow. you're not paying the minimum yeah. wage. Yeah. But like, you're, you're paying them significantly less, but you're still paying them something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I've considered getting interns from George mm-hmm. Brown or Ryerson, but mm-hmm. I know that at George Brown, um, a certain type of fashion student, there's different fashion programs, and mm-hmm. I think the management. They need a certain amount of hours and oh, yeah. yeah. So I've considered doing that, and I would only ask them to do simple things like pin this, cut this. That's yeah. all. Like unless they're being paid, they're not doing anything. They're not gonna like manage your company mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I know a lot of businesses who have try. interns do all of that stuff. Yeah, maybe social media at like you know. Yeah, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I, I know. I suck at social yeah. media, so I'm like... Social media is, like, the most common, like... People say that, like, Ryerson is, like, the school for... Like, if you need, like, someone to do your social media for free... Yeah. Just, like, go... Like, just show up on campus and oh, someone will someone offer to do your social media for yeah. free. Honestly. Yeah, my I biggest work. pet peeve is when companies complain about free interns because... I mean, there are some situations, I'm sure, where... Yeah, appropriate, but at the same time, you're getting free work. Yeah, yeah. you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. And if you pay for nothing, nothing. (laughs) you're getting nothing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that free internships, like, the reason they're required is Mm -hmm. because, like, you should be gaining knowledge from it. You shouldn't be wasting your time. You should be being educated. Yeah. Yeah. So whether it's, like, shadowing you, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like you said, like, exactly. they're mostly just there to learn and, like, observe you Honestly, networking and, like, yeah. mm-hmm. like internships like are something that I would even do today while running my own business mm-hmm. because, yeah. like I've said before, you're always learning. Yeah. There's always room to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
so many like especially in design people do things so differently and maybe Mm -hmm. you'll discover a way that like a different Mm -hmm. way to do something that you never even thought of before and it works for you so much better yeah that's very true yeah I just and even if it was unpaid I mean you can make it work I mean Mm -hmm. obviously you would prefer to it's hard but you can make it work yeah yeah but I wouldn't like I wouldn't change like my free the path that you took yeah and then I got my first paying job which was it was a while ago so it Mm -hmm. was $12 an hour back then I don't know if it would be more now yeah it's minimum wage it's $14.50 oh right yeah Yeah. Yeah. but that was just like a year yeah yeah so I was working for her about three three and a half years ago roughly Mm -hmm. so um minimum wage was around 11 dollars i think yeah 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 it was a great experience though i was just doing sample sewing and pattern drafting and i learned a lot from her as well Mm -hmm. and she's always there for me when i need advice it's nice yeah. yeah It is so much about, like, the connections that you build, really. Yeah. Just yeah. having somebody who has more experience than you to be like, hey, I have this weird, obscure yeah. question, like, can you please help? Yeah. Another yeah. great thing about internships, though, that I will say is that I know that there were other students in my graduating year that were better, or at least yeah. had better marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But marks aren't everything, and she went through, because she's a... a a past George Brown oh, student, Brown, so she yeah. had access to all of the graduating oh, students. Okay. So she looked through all of our resumes and picked yeah. me because she saw all the free internships I did. Yeah. And she oh, said yeah. that showed initiative. You have like life experience. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not just don't. good at testing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to even if it's a paid internship, just knowing that. You know, you have life experience, whether, you know, and it's hard as a creative getting paid work, I think, because they want to pay people who are experienced and you can't even getting a free internship is hard sometimes. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, we just uh, put out an episode last week about um, kind of the stress that comes with like summers in university Mm -hmm. so you said your your program was condensed so was it like two full years or did you still have a break in the summer um there was a break in the summer okay yeah so each semester was a full year's worth of work wow that's crazy that is crazy um but yeah so um we did an episode last or two weeks ago about just like the struggle of like trying to have a productive summer and how hard it is to find like internships that are yes like like you said usually yeah. unpaid but you still have to have rec- like experiences yeah and they don't exactly. just want to see like oh here's a school project that I did like yeah there's such a stigma I don't know if it's the same in in the fashion industry but definitely I think in our like photography and like digital media yeah. they they don't just want to see like there here's this animation I made for my animation class yeah They're like what's some real world application that you did yeah even if you have the technical skills to make what they're looking for yeah they want to see yeah. practical application yeah like, well how am I supposed to I know do that yeah it's hard. Hard. and it's because there's so many people in every like it's so saturated it's and yeah. so they 
you have so much choice, right? I mean, I did volunteer for a lot of fashion shows and mm-hmm. fashion events, yeah, that's and awesome, I'm yeah. not sure if that helped. Yeah. But I think it's because my first internship was a very basic. Mm-hmm. But there was always an interview where I had to show my skills, and I think yeah. because George Brown's very skill oriented, yeah, it helped. Yeah, and that's good. Also, George Brown. Like, I'm actually such an advocate. Like, yeah. I would never do it again, but I love the school because yeah. I don't know another school based on hearing from friends and family that has tried so hard to get every single one of their students a job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've probably heard that agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, my experience at Ryerson has definitely not been... Um, I mean, obviously, I haven't done the fashion program, yeah. but at least in our yeah, faculty... We've gotten zero help with jobs like they they just like suggest they're like yeah like maybe try this resource and then even like the career center at ryerson for Mm -hmm. the whole faculty they're just like they'll give you tips Mm -hmm. but very rarely do they they actually have connections connections for you yeah Yeah. which is too bad even today i get emails all the time about job opportunities internship Mm -hmm. opportunities and you think that's what they should do because they want george brown's name out there right you think ryerson Mm -hmm. would do the same because they want ryerson's name in the industry right yeah that's very true but i think like you know ryerson kind of has that reputation of being better yeah you know Mm -hmm than like the colleges because yeah. it's a university. university and I think they feel like they don't have to they like slack off now because of it <laughs> true kind of yeah. Yeah. maybe I can see that yeah see um, that being true but no I don't know I think also because in college they're preparing you for the real world and I know yeah. a lot of students who went to Ryerson go to George Brown or other Places. Yeah, and do like a That's two-year. very true. I've they heard of a lot like of a certificate program that. or something uh-huh. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Or associate's degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, to get a job, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Unless oh. you start your own thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of, of starting yeah. your own thing. <laughs> um, did, so when you started Rob, was that after, like a little bit after graduation or... Like, um, when did it manifest itself? Yeah, so after, I always knew going into fashion school that I wanted mm-hmm. my own business. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just couldn't see myself working for someone else. Yeah. yeah. I have, as we all probably have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, in the long run, I just, I knew I would, I knew no matter what it was, I would be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I graduated, I had ideas and I was kind of forming, you know, a style that I wanted to go with. Yeah. Because even if it was just a side thing, I wanted, like, I knew I wanted my own collection and yeah. brand. Yeah. So, but I really wanted to have my brand kind of, you know, more, like, I wanted to have something strong to yeah. go out with and mm-hmm. even though brands change over time through mm-hmm. growth I just wanted something a little bit more solid so yeah. that I could have something to stand yeah. by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was definitely a long process so I graduated 
in um, April of 2015. Okay. So it took me a little over a year, Mm -hmm. almost a year and a half to really launch, I guess, or have my first Fashion Week show. Mm -hmm. And building the lion Mm -hmm. was part of that process because and a lot of people ask me oh why the lion mm-hmm. and stuff like that well in the summer after I graduated I was just drawing and I loved like I love wildlife and mm-hmm. I love lions and like larger cats and I just mm-hmm. think they're so cool yeah yeah <laughs> and but I also love that the lion is like the king of the jungle and you know brave like fiery and everything that it represents and a lot through my research because Mm -hmm. I like to look up things and see like if there's certain meanings that I can uh, relate to with the lion right Mm -hmm. and I found out through my research that actual female lions in the wildlife Mm -hmm. have started to produce estrogen Uh um or testosterone. testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I always get them mixed. Yeah. Style yeah. art students. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they've started to grow manes, and so oh my gosh. the wow. lion that I have has a mane. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was just thinking, if it doesn't have the mane, it could be any wildcat. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I was kind of happy to hear that female lions have been growing manes not as big as a male lion but I just thought that was so cool and I wonder why that is it's a really yeah intriguing thing to learn about it feels very relevant to like our like our social climate too like the idea of the female lions are now like yeah yeah (laughs) hey they do get the food for the they family. are yeah lions are strong yeah and it kind of ties in with the name raw like even though it is yeah it's exactly. like it feels very raw like yeah, yeah. very yeah. powerful yeah yeah exactly yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah rochelle and where it just mm-hmm. worked i yeah. was also yeah. considering rare like r-a-r-e yeah mm-hmm. because my last name's roy and i was thinking it could be stand for the rochelle and Roy experience. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like rare also. And it's like a rare experience. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that I was thinking cool. maybe for like a more elegant line. Yeah, it could be that. a line. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a sub. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's that meme? It's like Mark by Mark by Mark Jacobs or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh so many God. like sub things. Yeah. But anyways, That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, so. I know that you, like, your first full season, I don't know if you would call it, like, a collection, but you've done, like, four collections all inspired by the four elements. Yeah. So was that something that, like, you knew from the get-go that that you wanted to launch your brand with those four? Um, not necessarily, so... I am I do really love astrology and mm-hmm. you know the elements mm-hmm. themselves. I'm actually wearing it like a I'm a Virgo, so I'm wearing it yes. with, That's so with like the star alignment for yeah. Virgos. And 
So I was kind of, in, I wanted to be inspired by something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then going based, like I wanted to launch my brand with like a, like a bang. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the lion being my signature symbol for my brand. Mm-hmm. I like to say symbol instead of logo. Because yeah. That's not how I perceive it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like logo is like on the clothing itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a little. Yeah. Like a holster or yeah. something yeah. like that. Right. Oh um, but yeah. So the lion is the spirit animal of the element fire. And that's why okay. I did my first collection as fire. And then through that, Mm -hmm. I found inspiration from the other elements. I see. And I really got into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was fun, you know? Yeah. Having, like, a form of creative constraint allows for so much more creativity. Yeah. Like, when you can do anything, it's so much harder. But, like, when you have something where it's like, I'm doing water, it's like, okay, I can do so many things. I mean... My fire collection was so fun, and it was definitely less technical than my more future. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was also a learning experience. Yeah. But I definitely rushed it a bit um, because I had the deadline of Fashion Week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And same with my ice collection, actually. I went to Vancouver Fashion Week again for my second, and then I wanted to stay more in Toronto because mm-hmm. I wanted to really reach an audience here yeah yeah because this is where I'm from yeah but um I got lost yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was just gonna say for my air collection it was really kind of because I wanted to stay true to the element and what Mm -hmm. it kind of represented but I think I lost a little bit of my branding with it because it was such it's such a feminine dreamy element yeah that I almost kind of lost focus of what I wanted and yeah I think my earth collection kind of brought me a little bit closer to back to where I used to be but mm-hmm. there's a really like fine line between keeping creativity within what you love doing and Mm -hmm. making money and I think I was shifting more towards the focus of making money yeah and I wasn't as passionate about what Mm -hmm. I was doing Mm. so now like I'm really focusing on like how does this fit into like my brand yeah and more just stuff that I enjoy like yeah I have like basic stuff like I'm wearing this which is a basic that I sell Mm -hmm. but and they're basics because they're cheaper it's more affordable for the everyday person but my runway stuff I want to keep more as a creative outlet yeah 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 and I can imagine it's hard in a industry that's obviously so saturated like yeah the most saturated you know um to not get caught up in making what's trendy mm-hmm. and yeah. whatnot yeah like trying yeah. to incorporate trends I was even I'm obsessed with do you know who Bill Cunningham is yeah I'm obsessed with Bill Cunningham um but during like his Netflix documentary for all of you guys that don't know he's like a really old street fashion <laughs> photographer in New York. He just mm-hmm. passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about how, and like they interviewed like fashion designers in the industry and how, like 
now runways have trends that were trends before they were on the runway and it's like never been like that in history before mm-hmm. like now if everyone was wearing wicker last summer now there's wicker on the runway exactly and it's like mm-hmm. going in reverse but it's like you said like because it's hard of the rise to... of street style yeah because yeah. of street style and then people try to like high fashion it instead of the mm-hmm. other way around yeah yeah and so yeah true. it would be so easy to get caught in that yeah. Instead of trying to make something that the street styles will copy instead. Yeah, I would definitely see stuff and kind of look out to see what people were wearing because mm-hmm. I started to really focus on, oh my god, I'm not making money, I need to make yeah. money mm-hmm. if I want to be successful, which money doesn't necessarily determine success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not loving what I'm doing and if it's not making me happy then I might as well yeah not do it (laughs) yeah Yeah. I've heard some people say like work at a restaurant and be a waitress and then go and do what you actually want to do until you're making money doing what you want to do rather than like selling out like there's always another way to make money that's true yeah yeah and I, I think if you're doing something that like you said your heart isn't in it mm-hmm. and you might be you might be making money from the get-go like compared to not making money yeah. making something yeah. feels like an accomplishment yeah but I don't think that that kind of brand has longevity right yeah because it's like what roots do you have is yeah. every collection you release just some version of a trend yeah that, like you might as well are be you top just Zara right? yeah like, what are you doing exactly yeah so I think like it like Emma you just kind of just said like do it and until you get traction yeah it's like if you do something with conviction and you do it well and you practice and you master people will know what your brand is and then you know especially if you have that history to show like I've been making clothes like this for the past four years or something yeah this is what I will make yeah yeah (laughs) exactly and I think people will just People can see that, and especially if you embody your own brand, Uh it almost, like, shows people, like, oh, this is what your life would be like if you wore my clothes or something, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do say it takes roughly eight to ten years to really get established, Mm -hmm. but with social media today, it can happen a lot faster. Yeah. Especially... You, if you can make one thing go viral. Like, yeah. 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 And if you're lucky to have money and funds, yeah. it's a lot easier. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like a struggle I find in, in the industry is mm-hmm. yeah. people who are more fortunate mm-hmm. by having like money from either family or however. Yeah. I think there is a bit of an advantage because they can hire people to make to do the, the hard stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and it's not like a one-person production. Yeah, you need more. Yeah. yeah. So how do you um, confront like the hardship of selling your clothes for what they're worth? Like, mm-hmm. I, I under, like, I can imagine, I mean, even as photographers, like, selling your skill and, like, proving your worth to somebody is so yeah. difficult. It's hard. You're, like... Especially, like, you know, you make your clothes yeah. by hand, and yeah. obviously there's, like, so you want to pay yourself for your labor, and yeah. then also the designing and the material costs, mm-hmm. like, how do you handle that? So, I mean, it's 
it's really hard to find mm-hmm. what you're worth and sticking to what you're worth. Yeah. Because when people aren't familiar with your brand, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not as willing to take the risk on something mm-hmm. expensive if they're not sure exactly what they're going to get. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you see online, there's a lot of things, and people order it, and it's not what they saw. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely not what I hope anyone would expect <laughs> from me. Yeah. Because I think it's a bit more genuine, and because everything's handmade, and... Exactly. I have yeah. a presence on social media. Yeah, I feel like the social media is so good for yeah people, like, being able to trust you. It's like, okay, like, yeah. this is a person... Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is a low quality iPhone story of the clothes, <laughs> and it still looks legit though. Like, yeah. I feel like that makes such a difference because, like, on websites, when you only see like the stock version of the clothing, yeah. you're like, well, how I don't do I know, know how that really looks or how it moves. But then if you're yeah. like there wearing it, exactly, it's like, oh, yeah. that's a real person. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I do find I like doing events like mm-hmm. the one that. Yeah, uh, because having it's almost like having a pop up shop. Yeah, and people that's where I make most of my money. Okay. Like I do get sales online, but not as much as I do with pop up mm-hmm. shops. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll sell out and take pre orders mm-hmm. based yeah. on you know if I run out of an item and it's really yeah. popular. And but people love to feel it. They like to see the quality mm-hmm. of it. They like yeah. to try it on. Mm-hmm. And when they see you, it's like yeah, I'm so much more inclined to buy something if it's like the person's thing. Exactly. And I'm like yeah. wow, you're so talented, and I'm not just I paying support for th- you. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you're not paying for just that clothing item. You're paying for like Their... this, like the years of yeah. experience that you put into it too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how like doing these events I kind of try to get my brand out there doing that and seeing the customer face to face having a conversation with them and even Mm -hmm. if they don't buy anything Mm -hmm. it's just great to have that face to face interaction for sure everything's so you know communication yeah yeah, social media anything and you never know like who you might meet too especially at um creative events because so many people go there to scout like Mm -hmm. be it um like small shop owners like I know I just shot these um backpacks for this guy that makes like he makes backpacks backpacks, (laughs) yeah he makes backpacks very specific (laughs) backpacks with this like leather yeah that he's affiliated with um but he's like you like just started from scratch yeah and he went he had a booth at one of a kind and then I got connected with him through this other brand that's a more established menswear brand in Toronto that Mm -hmm. um yeah they they actually I mean you'd probably like to kind of see their stuff because there are menswear only but it was complete like grassroots Canadian mm-hmm. oh, cool. whatnot, but they've been around for I want to say ten years as like established. Oh, like yeah. we are who we are, yeah. and they like they make money and like have like a whole like brand a now. They do brand. some yeah. wholesale and whatnot. Wow. Yeah, but anyways, um, the backpack one of the coordinators from I think he has a team of like 
six people or so mm-hmm. was there scouting because they oh, they wow. sell some like third party things in their men's store mm-hmm. too yeah and saw his backpacks and were like oh this we don't make backpacks mm-hmm. but your aesthetic totally looks with ours like would you like to sell in our store yeah. right yeah so and it's that's just his like, foot in the door like yeah. yeah it's just things like that where like you never know who you're exactly. gonna meet and like um, like stylist too like you might meet a stylist who's like oh yeah. I would you be willing to like donate your clothes for the shoot that I'm doing yeah. that's in like this prominent magazine or something yeah, like, yeah. and then you might get a credit in something you like, know definitely I love like donating clothing to photo shoots and mm-hmm. stuff because why not you can never have enough content and yeah, free publicity exposure. and yeah, yeah exposure as long as I'm comfortable with what they're what they're doing making. yeah their mm-hmm. concepts yeah then I'm usually mm-hmm. pretty willing to I'll keep that in mind yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're in a room with two photographers yes please do and Network that's how here. you network everyone <laughs> yeah welcome to networking 101 oh my god yeah exactly oh my god yeah. um but yeah, I actually want to do one of a kind, I think, this year. Yeah. yeah. I went to one of a kind this past year with two like business owners because I've worked oh, yeah, for Oh yeah, this is such a good example. I know. I've worked <laughs> for a business where they recently like started like an Etsy style shop where they have like okay. tons of different stuff in it. Um, but they like go around to all these different like one of a kind equivalent things and they were coming to Toronto and asked if I wanted to go. And it was really fun being on the other side of things and, yeah. like, feeling like you're able to give people opportunities. Because even though it wasn't me doing it directly, I was, like, with them. And it would be, like, yeah, I really love this brand. Like, those plant pots are so cool. Like, here's our card. Is there any way we can have 300 by next week? And it's, like, the, like, <laughs> wow. small business owner who, like, hand makes all of them, like, is, like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. Like, let me follow you on Instagram. Like, this is so cool. Let me take a story. And it's, like... Wow. Yeah. Oh I hope gosh. that one day I can be on the other end and be like, you can have things in my store. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool seeing like the full process from like yeah. being the, on both sides of it. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I did have some stuff on Queen Street West for a bit, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the store closed and Classic. Oh, Toronto. That's a like, yeah, yeah. common thing for small boutiques, but... Yeah. I'm hoping to get another shop on there. Yeah. Hopefully mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> so sure. keep an eye out, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing with your, like, brand that, like, stood out to us, like, on Instagram, definitely, is, like, the eco-friendly, ethical yeah. element of that. And I personally know that I don't know what goes into being able to be eco-friendly or anything. So do you want to maybe tell us kind of about... Yeah, so I, like, I guess after my brand kind of started, I wanted something that would stand out, and eventually Mm -hmm. I would love to make donations to Mm -hmm. wildlife and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, because I think it's appropriate considering my love for wildlife and the fact that I have the lion as my... Uh, signature style but I also Mm -hmm. wanted to go a bit further and start being more ethically and eco focused yeah Mm -hmm. and although I think my brand is very ethical in the terms of the process and manufacturing Mm -hmm. of it because it is all handmade and 
ideally made to order yeah and that's why there's a longer wait time although usually it ships out faster than yeah um I say but you never know if I have more than one like order on the go or yeah so, like it can take a bit longer but never like that bad yeah <laughs> so if I say two to four weeks don't like don't let that scare you yeah uh it's just in case you yeah. know you need to set expectations love yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah so I wanted to start producing stuff that was not only ethically made but eco-friendly mm-hmm. and so I've gotten fabrics that are made out of bamboo mm-hmm. like 100% bamboo mm-hmm. um I have for instance what I'm wearing it's a bamboo cotton and hemp blend mm, and it's so called cool. an eco fleece mm, so cool and of course cotton mm-hmm. like denim and yeah so my earth collection I thought was a very appropriate collection to kind of come out with my whole eco collection and yeah. it was actually showcased during earth week that's so cool and Amazing. yeah so um I was really happy about how that worked out mm-hmm. during FAT um Twenty eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> I had to think about that. Yeah. What year is it? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So it was really great just having that outbreak, and then I have lots of plans for future collections on how I want to keep yeah. the eco friendly feeling of that. Yeah. yeah. But not just buy like maybe buy recycling bolts of fabric. Yeah. So I'm not having anything go to waste. Yeah. And using maybe plastic that I get in everyday life and kind of make mm-hmm. that into something wearable. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just something I want to experiment There's so with. many avenues. Yeah. yeah. Or recycle clothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And I think it's very relevant. Like, more and more people are thinking about stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, um... It's like, like, oh, I was going to say something, but it spoils a show that Gabby and I watch. I was oh, going to talk about The Good show? Place. Oh, yeah. No. But it'll that. spoil it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, but, yeah, I just think more and more people are thinking about how can I reduce, like, my environmental footprint and yeah, exactly. not contribute to, like, factory. And, like, the more accessible information is, like, the less of an excuse we have to, like, that's true. Totally, be yeah. reckless with it. It's mm-hmm. definitely opened my eyes. Like, I always carry a reusable water bottle. I yeah. don't buy plastic mm-hmm. if I don't have to, and I have, I do have metal straws. Yeah, and we I just got our metal straws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have paper ones for events. Yeah. If I need a lot. Yeah. Just in case anyone wants one, whether yeah. they're wearing lipstick or, yeah. you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's nice. I usually carry one of my many yeah. in my purse. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's nice, like, knowing that my business can do good and mm-hmm. I can make even, like, mm-hmm. the smallest changes in your own personal life makes a big impact yeah yeah bigger than you would think yeah Yeah, I went to like this um I can't remember what it was called but it was like a like series of like female entrepreneur kind of like talks in October 
Yeah, it was yeah. like a conference. And one of them was by like the founder of Wealth Simple, like the stocks oh, yeah. investment thing. Yeah. But they were talking about how they have a program for um, any like business that's like Canadian business that's a hundred percent um like zero impact or something and oh, so like okay. you don't make oh, the world cool. any worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently it's like you have it's like kind of hard to qualify there's only like a thousand companies in like North America or something that fully qualify but like when you do wow. you get like all the certification and like you can get so many grants for your company and stuff and so That's they were so kind long. of like telling all of us like this is how to do it like you should look into it because like the future's yeah headed Actually, that way yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's it's really great everything mm-hmm. that's happening and I don't know it'll be fun to see where it goes yeah it's good to be on like the starting point of it too like yeah. getting into it before it's yeah too much yeah 100%. <laughs> totally oh. so you've talked a bit about events that you've been involved with in the past yeah and you actually have another event coming up soon yes so yeah we wanted to give you a bit of a chance to just kind of talk about that yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's coming up soon actually april 28th it's a sunday Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. called run the world and it's a fashion show at night market and all of the vendors are all women-run businesses Mm -hmm. with all women workers and of course the event itself is run by an all-women business as well and a business called Fashion Forward is hosting the fashion show side of it okay yeah and they're women-run as well Mm -hmm. and it's all about women empowerment and Mm -hmm. encouraging each other and why women empowerment is important and I just think it's a great event yeah. mm-hmm. to kind of support local your, your female local female entrepreneurs yeah. I yeah. saw there's like over 70 independent female like entrepreneurs oh, or something yeah. like that it's crazy yeah no it's gonna be a really great event and it's actually held at the atrium oh, okay. at oh, nice. um King and John yeah where TIFF is held mm-hmm. oh that's amazing and Tickets are only fifteen dollars. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. So fun. That's actually so. And good. I feel like if you're like a woman who's interested in getting into like any creative field, yeah. it's just so relevant to go and just like meet people exactly. and see yeah. how they started up. Yeah. There are VIP tickets, which includes refreshments, a swag bag, and stuff. Yeah. That's thirty dollars, but. Even that. Yeah, even that's so cheap. I yeah. know. I like, was very surprised. $15 yeah. for refreshments and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any tips for, like, female entrepreneurs in Toronto that are starting up that want to get involved with events like that? Because you've been doing events for, like, long enough that I feel yeah. like you kind of know how it goes. I mean, I'm trying to think back to mm-hmm. some of my first events because... I mean, Fashion Week is Yeah, your something. first Fashion Week in Vancouver. Yeah. So that's something that, I mean, you have to apply, but anyone yeah. can apply. Okay. Right? So it's not like, you know, it's not like... It's not it's, impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some events, like this one, I think they reach out to the artists, but you yeah. could definitely reach out to reach them out. Yeah. for a consideration if they think it goes mm-hmm. with 
the yeah. theme of or yeah. their audience. Yeah, if you fit the. Yeah, but I would just say like reach out to Fashion Weeks. Vancouver Fashion Week is a great platform. Yeah. Because for fashion designers, you know, they get people from all over the world. And mm-hmm. celebrities go to this show. Like yeah. I know Cole Sprouse was there. Yeah. I think a year or two ago. Yeah. And wow. they have a bunch of people from China, like Vogue China was there, Alcanda, yeah. uh, people from Greece. That's awesome. You know. It seems like it's like the perfect spot where it's on the map, but it's yeah. not like this impossible like yeah. pillar to look up to. It's like, it's, I could do it. Yeah, it's also <laughs> a great price. I mean, of course, traveling, you have to pay for that expense, yeah. but compared like to your Toronto stuff. Fashion Week or yeah. New York, it is so much cheaper. Yeah. And it's amazing. still a great spotlight. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was featured in British Vogue and Elle wow. Canada online, but yeah, still. No, still. Yeah. And, like, some interviews and stuff like that, but yeah. those are some of my, like, most, like, priorities. Yeah, like, when you put yourself <laughs> out there, yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thing. And, like, you said... I think you mentioned that this, the night market event that you're doing, or Run the World, I guess it's called, they reached out to you. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like you have to do things where you're putting yourself out there so that you can get more opportunities where people see what you've done. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, we want to bring her on board. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, you have to put a lot of work into how you present your brand. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did a photo shoot, and I feel like... Yeah. You know, those are probably some of the best photos I have. Thanks. <laughs> um, and a lot of people love them, and I've had such a great reaction yeah. from just posting them. But it's true, like, yeah, every I little aspect you, of your brand. Yeah. Um, I was even, like, after we did the shoot and after we had the finals, like, you really, like, pushed and, like, submit them to, like, magazines yeah. where you can submit um, your own work and whatnot, and mm-hmm. they actually got accepted to a couple of them. I think one or two or um, more, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I remember seeing yeah, a couple, but... Yeah, like, I saw it printed. Yeah, or, like, yeah, I all, like, online editions. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of what the magazine was. No, I can't remember. it wasn't mm-hmm. elegant, because I've... I just saw it on your story too. I was looking at like your old stories. And, like, oh yeah, I was like uh-huh. Gabby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but like I definitely that's like something that I learned from working with you is that like I get really caught up in school. A lot of things I do are for schoolwork, and so yeah. once I submit a project, I'm like, okay, that's done. Whatever, yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah. I never really think about like what what more can I do with my work besides Where Instagram I and submit like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatnot, so no, it's definitely great yeah. just to. I don't know I mean it it shows a level of professionalism I think when people see that you've been published Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that too um Um, and I think another thing that you were talking about how you released your like eco-friendly line and like you had it like launched during Earth Earth Week yeah that's something that I actually just learned recently it never occurred to me to do things like that until I was like I was listening to a lecture by this girl who is like an early 20s Toronto entrepreneur too and she's a photographer and like did a series like all about like feminism and like women in Islam yeah. and sure and then she like saved it and didn't release it to the world until International Women's Day or something oh, and then like two okay. days before she like 
sent it to like yeah. BuzzFeed Canada, Refinery29, like everyone oh, on LinkedIn, so she like loved them. But then it was the right time and place where they were like, actually, yeah, that works for this day. And then she, that's how, like, that's her career so started. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, even with, like, school projects, like, even if you're a student, like, random projects that we do, like, you did an ASMR series last semester. Mm-hmm. And maybe right now that's it doesn't so make cool. sense to <laughs> send it to BuzzFeed, but maybe if there's an ASMR someday, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, if there's, like, an occasion yeah. to do so. yeah, yeah. Then maybe they'll just take you on when they wouldn't have before. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah, actually on Women, like, um, International Women's Day, I advertised for the event that I'm doing because it's all about women empowerment. So I, like, made a bunch of, like, stories that day. We did the same thing with our podcast, actually. We released, like, our promo video and stuff. But it's true. It felt like a day where just, like women were like supporting women like yeah. if you're gonna like yeah. show something new to the world that was like the day, the day yeah. Yeah. yeah there was like something in the air it felt like a different day like it felt like yeah. Christmas almost it's like yeah, if it's you funny. have a cute photo of yourself eating a donut you're gonna post it on, on international, international donut, donut day. day yeah we have so many days why not save your project for the right one yeah exactly yeah it's so yeah. funny um so do you know kind of do you have any ideas of what you want to do? Any teasers? Any teasers for, for what you're, what's coming up um, for Raw and Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am working on an all recycled denim. Oh, oh I love that. So whether, like, my idea is to kind of just take old denim pieces mm-hmm. and rip them up or even, like, donations of, like, bolts of denim or scraps Mm -hmm. of denim that either other designers aren't using or have no use for yeah Mm -hmm. and putting them together to make like beautiful like more runway styles and I'll do some basics as well but I am trying to really focus on the more like get back to the creative aspect and yeah like have fun with it too and I'm making less deadlines for my runway yeah so maybe I'll just apply for runway seasons when my collection's ready already done yeah Yeah, because (laughs) even though deadlines are crucial to get stuff done I also think it can take away from the creative aspect yeah because I'm just rushing to get it done. Yeah. yeah. And if you're doing other things in your business that are, like, providing you income and, yeah. like, you can still do it, exactly. then you might as well save the things that, like, really matter for when they're... Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, That's awesome. you know, like, I do... not making a profit yet, but I yeah. do bring in some money. You're, like, living and that's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely getting by. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be, like, the dream for Raw? Like, in, like, the best-case scenario of Raw? Like, where do you see yourself in, like, 10 years? Well, I always want to no have... No question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always want to have a smaller production. Yeah. So, my ideal situation would be having my own team of workers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think up to 10 is what I can kind of whether yeah. it's sewers, pattern drafters, like yeah. people working on the branding side. Where like, you still have like control over the whole process. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I wanna always 
have my own studio too and be able to mm-hmm. see the production. Yeah. Because, I mean, people who do manufacturing, that's good for them, but I don't feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And I think to keep it ethically made, yeah. it's good to have that. It's a that. big part of your brand too, yeah. right? And yeah. I want to be close with my workers. I mean, I want them to know that I'm the boss, but... Yeah, I want to be on a good level. Yeah, like so that they still yeah. respect me and yeah, don't just definitely mess around or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, that reminds me of um, you probably know Casey Neistat, or he's like a YouTuber. Oh um, yeah, whatnot. But he's older. Yeah, uh, his wife actually, mm-hmm. her name's Candice. She mm-hmm. owns, she actually owns two jewelry brands, but one of them, um she kind of like she started a long time ago with somebody else and yeah that other person left and I think she she still owns it but she's not really like that involved in it uh-huh. but okay. her second one is more like her baby that like yeah. she really fosters yeah. and it's all um like all female business and they mm-hmm. just have an office in Soho that's like their production slash showroom and mm-hmm. there's like a team I don't know I'm assuming it's like four to five people oh, yeah. awesome. and it's like exactly what you're talking about like yeah I always see her stories like on Instagram where they're like making their necklaces like right mm-hmm. there I think yeah. the only thing they outsource is like etching and like obviously okay. they don't make the metal whatever yeah. they don't do that but um yeah everything like that's so is cool. completely customizable you yeah. can go and you can get like um a bracelet like Made welded on like onto you, onto you yeah. which I actually cool. have not from her. Yeah, I have but, onto me, though, yeah. but that's um, so cool. But yeah, she she just sounds exactly what you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. she's really tight knit with the people that they work with, and obviously it's her brand, and she's the director. Yeah, but it is more of like a collective. Like they yeah. all work together. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I say ten people, but that might be a little extreme. Yeah, even yeah, it's just I mean, you never yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah. it's fun. That's like yeah. the fun part about the creative field is you never know. Yeah. And like it can maybe be whatever one, you want, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe one day someone in Amsterdam is like, you're the brand for us. And yeah. then you end up there. But like, you know, That's you true. never know where That's you're going to. Maybe London's exactly. like the city for your style. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's LA. Like, you never mm-hmm. know. I know. Maybe it's, Toronto's. It's fun to yeah. network and like branch out and yeah. see yeah. what works and what doesn't. And, but I am excited because one day, in yeah. in a dream, I would love to have my own store. Yeah. And sell all Canadian, like not just raw stuff, but yeah. sell also Canadian designers and a yeah. lot of and like take chances on brands outside of school. Yeah. yeah. You get to be the one going to like the design conventions and yeah. stuff, and yeah, and like you know, get brands out of college or university and try and help them yeah yeah an audience or a platform where they can try and make some money yeah Yeah. to support our community yes (laughs) for sure it's amazing yeah I think that's a nice like refreshing kind of goal to set because I think so many people focus on like oh my dream like I would just want to be like in New York like at fashion week and I want to be like in like every magazine and like I you know just I want to be, be best like, yeah I want to outgrow the space that I'm in and yeah instead of like yes I want to be like bigger than I am now obviously and I have yeah. goals but 
I also want to like help make the environment that I came from better than it was like when I started there yeah because I like wish there were things like that for me yeah and other people I graduated with I'm Mm -hmm. sure as well for sure that and I know there used to be stuff like that and there is all Canadian sold businesses Mm -hmm. on Queen Street and stuff but they're not so focused on helping smaller smaller yeah it's like these are all the big Toronto companies like exactly come get your home as Toronto sweater yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah Yeah. interesting yeah yeah like maybe a few bigger designers yeah yeah to make money (laughs) for the store but the struggle yeah yeah but more like you know People that are not really known in the world, like just Toronto. Yeah. 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 It's authentic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this taught people something. And that's what I always think at the end. I'm like, I hope someone learned something today. (laughs) Oh, I think definitely. I think they definitely did though. Yeah. Because like, it's always just really interesting to hear about other creative fields specifically and like they're they're different but at the same time they're very similar and like everybody has the same struggles yeah hearing your experience it's like I'm not gonna have that experience but I can learn things from it still exactly yeah or it could also be like a source of comfort to hear that Mm -hmm. someone's going through the same thing as you or has gone through Mm -hmm. similar things and like there's a light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah you know, and I don't know. That's why I think it's great to talk about your experiences yeah. with yeah. the world. Hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone's got a story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, well, I feel like we had a really great chat. Yeah. yeah this was great. Yeah. Thank you so well much for coming. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah, having thank me. You always fun to do I feel like yeah. we've done like so many different little things together now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I've covered it all <laughs> yeah amazing and thank you for the chai latte you're welcome it was yeah. delicious <laughs> <laughs> I know I really enjoyed mine I wish I had more I know yeah I really loved the almond milk it really yeah. like I wasn't sure what was different about it yeah the almond I, milk does make a difference yeah that nuttiness yeah mm-hmm. it's really nice yeah, I don't know. I like we're not like strictly vegan or anything, mm-hmm. but we tend to We're almost completely vegan like in the house. Yeah. But, but like we're not we'll... like, strict about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not. And I notice like sometimes I'll go to coffee shops and I'll like forget to ask for something with uh, a milk alternative and I always like notice it now. Yeah. It's and not I, as good. And I think that um when I used to drink dairy in my coffee I always, like, would put way more. I would be like, no, I need, like, a lot of room for milk or cream, like, Mm because I needed, like, a lot of it to make it taste good. Yeah. And now I've noticed that, like, if I'm using soy milk or almond milk, whatever I am, I need, like, much less because there's some, like, almost, like, bitter quality or, like, sour quality that comes with dairy milk. Yeah. And, yeah, I find, like, with uh, almond and soy, it's just a lot smoother. Like, yeah. Like, kind of like you said, like, the nuttiness, mm-hmm. it goes well with, like, the flavor of, like, tea yeah. or coffee. Yeah. You guys I have like tried it. oat milk, right? We're obsessed yeah. with oat milk. It's just so hard to buy. Where do you get it? We usually get it at Metro. But oh, Metro's really? really, like, 
sketchy it's about random. having it. Like, yeah. it's, like, once a month or something they'll oh, have really? it. It's weird. Yeah, or yeah. Loblaws. But the same thing, they don't always have it. Yeah. I feel like Kensington would probably, like, reliably have, have a it. lot of yeah. um Because I've wanted to try it for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's my I'm, favorite it's one. Yeah. It's, like, really thick and creamy. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it has a lot more, like, almond milk can be more watery. Mm-hmm. And then oat milk is definitely more, like, yeah, luxurious. Yeah, <laughs> like creamier. It is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Has more. Body. It's more like a whole milk when you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's the whole milk of milk alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you oh. heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> I love coconut milk too, though. Mm. Yeah, I like coconut milk, but like I, I only can't like it cold. Have it with everything. Yeah, yeah. because I get tired of like coconut flavor. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it, mm. but. I do think almond milk's probably like the superior. The staple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the most neutral flavor. It is. For sure, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It blends into things. It's as also well. the one that's the worst for the environment, though, which makes <laughs> me feel I really know. bad about it. Because it uses like 10 so times water. more water per oh, really? cup or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to stick with oat milk, but. Uh, yeah. I know that's um, why, like, I've been trying to like yeah for other other things yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's tough oh well yeah yeah there's our milk segment yeah our (laughs) second milk segment of the day um thank you guys thank you guys so much for listening this week don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, share on your story. Share Go follow story. Rochelle. We'll yeah. post like a yes. little thing with you on our Instagram yeah. so you can find uh, all the links stuff. And all that there. Yeah. yeah, check out my stuff and yeah. leave a comment. If yeah. you're yes, interested in the night market fashion, run the world, yeah, run the world run the event. World. April 28th, you said? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sunday, April It's 20th. also in Rochelle's bio in her Instagram, right? Yeah, you can get tickets um, from the link there. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yes. Thank See you. you. Bye. <laughs>